0: Okay, today's daf is Vav Kamer, Zayin. We are holding on daf Vav Ahmed We are about seven lines from the end of the page. And daft Z- Vav Ahmed Rabbi Akiva Omer. We started to discuss yesterday the sugya of meitav. That the Torah says that you have to pay from the meitav. You have to pay from the very best. When one damages somebody else, so the we had a machlokas yesterday between Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Ishmael. Whose Metav are you paying? Are you paying Bidim Nizik Shayminan or Bidin Mazik Shayminan? Are we evaluating the Metav of the Nizik, of the one who got damaged, or the Mazik, the one who did damage. And then Rabbi Akiva had added a line that we're going to begin with today where Rabbi Akiva had said that not only, whereas Rabbi Shmuel said that you pay the metav of of the nizik, Rabbi Akiva seemed to say you pay the metav of the mazik, and then he said, the kalvechomer la-hegdish. So the Gemara is going to discuss what exactly is that kalvechomer la-hegdish. What case of hegdish are we talking about? Are we talking about where you damaged hegdish? Is there even a halacha that you pay when you damage hegdish? What is the halacha when one damages Damages, and what might Rabbi Akiva have meant when he said VeKal La Lagdish. The Gemara in the course of discussing that is going to have a different possibility of what Rabbi Akiva meant entirely in his Shita. Maybe Rabbi Akiva never really fully argued on Rabbi Shmuel's idea of Biddenizik Shaiminan. So then so that's the first topic of the Daf, and then about halfway or two thirds of the way through Amnonal, the Gemara is going to raise a different issue, a contradiction in Psukim, whether a mazik in fact pays Idis or he could pay Afilu Menasubin. There's The Pasuk, that implies that the mazik can pay even from very low quality items. So the Gemara is going to try to explain how could it be that we have a din of sadehu and yet we have a din that if he wants to pay with very cheap products, with very cheap items, he's allowed to pay with very cheap items as well. There are going to be four approaches to reconcile those two psukim. and the last of the approaches is the one we pass like that when you're talking about things, when you're talking about metalin, they all have a din of metav. When you talk about fields, so only the best are considered metav. But when you talk about metaltlin, everything is considered idis when it comes to metalin. And then at the end of the daf the Gemara is going to raise a whole different question, and that is whether when we evaluate what is considered idis, do we take into account what the world considers idis? Meaning even if you say that I have to evaluate the idis based on the fields of the mazik what if the entire world considers the worst fields of the mazik to be as good as the best fields that anybody else has so uh would it be good enough to pay the Idis of what the world considers to be the Idis. that's going to be the final discussion which we may or may not get to today so let's begin about seven lines from the end of the page on the vav and badez the Kalukomer Lahegdish that when the Torah says mate of snow, mate of karma it's telling us that you pay from the Idis and Kavachomer from Hagdish. So the way we're understanding Rabbi Akiva is that he's disagreeing with Rabbi Shmuel. Rabbi Shmuel said explicitly that it's Meitav Sadeu shall Nizik, Meitav Karma Nizik. And when Rabbi Akiva, even though he never uses the word Mazik, he just says, that when it comes to damage, you got to pay the idis. We're assuming that Rabbi Akiva means you pay the Idis of. The mazik, and then he added this phrase, and kalvachomer when it comes to hagdish. So the Gemara focuses on that second half. What is this kalvachomer la hagdish? My kalvachomer la hagdish. What kind of kalvachomer are we drawing to hagdish? if the case is di Don Latura de Hegdish that a regular person's ox gores an ox of hegdish and that's where we're saying that in that case if if your ox scores a regular person's ox, you're gonna have to pay uh, you're gonna have to pay metav. So if your ox scores an ox of hegdish, you're gonna have to pay metav. Well, shor ehu amrachmana velo shor hagdish. No, may this whole din of uh, of, of your shor goring someone else's shor and having to pay for it is only when it's kigach shor ehu. The Pazak says, v'chigov shorisha shor re'ehu. Re'ehu means not a shor shal hagdish. So your potter are pata when it gores, a shor shal hagdish. That can't be the case, says Rashi. Shor re'ehu amrachmana velo shal hagdish, dimnagach shor shal hagdish. Potter! Your Potter, of course, is Sharshal Agdish. What in the Kulshani Zakin? Shemazagus Agdish Potter. And then Rashi makes a little bit of a leap and he says, probably the Gemara is assuming that just like when your ox gores an ox of Hegdish you're putter, so too any of the other forms in Ezekiel. If it's your aish or an Adam HaMazic or anything else that, that damages Hegdish, you're probably putter there as well, that, uh, that you're going to be putter. Tosas questions why we would make that assumption. The Gemara in Ochanami seems to be making that assumption because otherwise the Gemara, could, the Gemara would have just uh, answered that when, when are we saying that when you do a form of damage for which you pay Hegdish. So the Gemara's assumption clearly seems to be that there is no form of damage for which you would have to pay hegdish but it's important to point out as uh, rashi and tosas are drawing our attention to the torah only says you don't pay damages when it talks about uh, goring when it talks about your ox goring hegdish it doesn't say when your ox tramples on hegdish they don't pay damages when your ox eats hegdish that you don't pay damages? It's only, it, dafka says, when, you're, when your ox gores a shor ha'gdish. So where do we get that assumption that the Gemara seems to have that the same is true of other forms of damage as well? So that's what Tosus raises the question, Tema, v'regel She Dasam loksiv it doesn't say re'eu by shain and regel, it only says re'eu by karen. Um and you can't just derive it from karen, mitchilasa, because by karen, Karen is not a mu'ad milchilasa. Karen starts out as a tam, as opposed to, to Shane and regal, where it's a mu'ad me'ikara, so, uh, so you can't derive one from the other. And he says, you also can't derive it from the Gzei that we discussed, wherever the word Tachas, Nesina, Yishalim, or shows up, that we automatically link all of those places to each other, because that drusha is very limited in its scope. That drusha is only there to teach me that when there's a payment, the payment has to come from Metav. But that rush is not enough to be a payment when I otherwise would not have known that there's a payment to begin with. If that drasha were, were, were a total drusha, to learn all the halachos, live through kulumi tamun, then everything should be pater with tamun, just like Ash is pater with tamun, because we're linking everything together. Uber rusha sarabim, and everything should be pater rusha sarabim, just like Regel is pater rusha sarabim, because we're linking everything together. Ve every and everything should be pater and damaging Kalim, just like Bar is pater and damaging kaleb. So obviously we're not linking. Everything together for every halacha. So Fred tells is a very strong kasha. Why is the Gemara assuming that no matter how my axe ox- damages Hegdish, I'm not gonna have to pay. And therefore, when are Kiva says Kal he can't be he can't mean that when my axe damages Hegdish, I have to pay Idis. W- why are you making that assumption? It only makes sense to make that assumption where the Torah says Ehu and we dash him below which is only by Karen. Says Tosus and Yerushalmi as a drasha that all of Nezik and rapater by Hagdish. Uh, that inochinami, it's not. Uh, we don't derive it from Karen, but the Yerushalmi has a drasha that teaches that this is in fact the din. Now Rashi says differently. Rashi first he just says very vaguely that But then he says, he says the reason we don't talk about your, where your animal goes in and eats up a field of hagdish he says, that's, that's, that, that's not not a common case. meaning it wouldn't be called a Sada Shal-Hagdish because uh, the, you never have a Sada Shal-Hagdish. It, if it's a Sada that was made a Sada that was made a Kherim, that someone had been mocked as a cherim, so then a havi that goes to the Kherim. So that's a Sada it doesn't belong to Hagdish. And if it's a field of Bedek Habayus, how long do you think Haggadish hung on to fields that they owned that someone donated to Bet Kavayis? They would sell it immediately. The they, doesn't need to be worried about taking, managing real estate. As soon as you donate the field, they would sell it. They would use the money for Bedekabais. It just wouldn't happen. The only way that uh, that your shark couldn't practically. Damage hagdish is when it goes and it gores an animal that belongs that belongs to hagdish. It wouldn't happen that it's going to go eat up something in uh, in a field of hagdish. That's how uh, Rashi suggests, but the kasha is the, the, the kasha is much stronger than the Both of the and where the Rashi tells, us, but very very difficult. But the Gemara is making this assumption that whenever ma- you, you damage hagdish, there's not going to be any payment anyway. So that can't be what Rabbi Akiva means. So what's Rabbi Akiva talking about? Ella, three lines from the bottom, Omer la A guy commits to give a mana to the bedek habayis, to give a certain amount of money to the Bedakabaiz. Does he gizbar iddis? If he failed to pay in cash, the gizbar can come and he could take from the idis. He could take from this person's very best fields. So says Gemara, why? Lo balchov? should be no better than a Balchov and the halacha is that who uh, Balchov the Balchov only collects from the, the Balkhov does not collect from the Iddis. So, Enochinami, that case is possible, but why would the Allacha be that way? That Rabbi Akiva is saying, Kalvachomer La Hegdish, that you have to pay from the Iddis, even when it's Stamma Balkhov, you just committed to pay something, and now they're coming to collect on the debt that you had committed to. Why would you pay from the Idis in such a case? Le it's a Balkhov, a Balkhov should pay only from the Bainanus. Now, from the Kalvachomer le Rabbi Akiva is trying to learn the, uh, the, the Midin Torah, Hegdish is Meshalame Idis. So, when the Gemara asks, the only like a chov, It should have said that it's really Dinab meaning the, uh, the because the balchov. It's true. The balchov does collect from bainus. That's only a dina on the daraisa level. A balchov collects from a ziburis. So since Rabbi is Darshing this whole thing on a daraisa level, the Gemara could have even asked even stronger. The Gemara could have said, well, really on a daraisa level, balchov is only. Biziburis. The, uh, the 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 uh, Rashba makes this point that the Gemara says that midar rice of Gemara and Gitin test midar biziburis and even Midrabanan, it's not more than bainis. So, uh, so 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 uh, that that that's the lachora uh, and even an even stronger point than uh, than what the, than than what the Gemara actually says. But bottom line is there's no reason why it should be mina idis. There's no reason it should be from the very best. And maybe you're going to say Rabbi Akiva holds that Balchov does collect from Idus as well. Yeah, even if you want to hold that a Balchov collects from Idis, that's a regular Balchov, another person. But a regular person, when you damage him, you have to pay him from your metav as well. But by Hegdish, if you damage Hegdish, you don't have to pay anything. So you can't derive that when Hegdish is the Balchov, that you're going to pay from from Idis either. Even if a regular Balchov would pay from Idis, it doesn't mean that Hegdish would be the same. It certainly wouldn't be a Kalvachomer, La hegdish. Rabbi Akiva wants to say, though, if I pay idis to a regular person, I for sure have to pay idis to uh, to hegdish. We know that that kal Chomer is flawed because when it comes to damage, I have to pay for damage that I do to a regular person. I don't have to pay at all. For damage done to Hagdish, so the whole Kavu is is, is mufrach. It's a very difficult Kavu So, what exactly is Rabbi Kiva talking about? What's the case where uh, where where uh, Rabbi Kiva says that you have to pay the metav from uh, that, that you have to pay from the metav for, uh, for 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 Hagdish? So, says Gemara, the Olam. Really, the case is. The case is that our ox, a shore of a headyot, gored a shore of hegdish. And Rabbi Akiva is learning from a kavachomer that hegdish collects the nezek from the best karka, from the idis. We already suggested this and we pointed out that can't be true because shor amarachmana, velo shor shal hegdish. The Torah says that you only pay when your ox gores shor someone else's ox, but not if it gores an ox of hegdish. Well, yeah, Rabbi Akiva, Savarlak like Rabbi Shim Rabbi Akiva, also Rabbi Shim ben- ben- Menassi, who doesn't hold to this drasha of Shoray Ehu velo Shorshal Hagdish, and Rabbi Shimon ben Nasya is Mechayev Shorshal Hedyot that goes as Shorshal Hagdish. The sho Tanya we learned in the Brisa. Rabbi Shimon ben z- Menasya Shorshal Hagdish nagach Shorshal Hedyot. Potter if a shor shall hagdish gores a shor shall head then you potter it's shore ehu vlo hagdish but shor shall head yot shall shal hagdish bain time bain muad mishalim nezek shalim but if a shor of a regular guy goes in gores a shor shall hagdish whether it's a Tam, whether it's a Mord, you're going to pay Nezeg Sholem, you're going to pay everything. So uh, so don't tell me that, uh, that if a Shor uh, that 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 that, Rabbi, that, a, that when when a regular person Shor goes to Shor Sholeg, it's your potter because Shor Rehav Lo Shor Sholeg, Rabbi Akiva, holdzik, shir, that you absolutely do pay. And therefore, Rabbi Akiva, is a, a very good Kalvachomer. If you, when you pay for uh, damage to a head headyot, you have to pay me Metav, you have to pay for me this, for sure if you damage hagdish, you're going to have to pay from idis. Frankly, gemari ihachi. If Rabbi Yehuda holds that a mazik as uh, a hagdish is chayiv, that when you damage hagdish is chayiv, Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Akiva, might be idis nizik because he Burst the mazik pliki. How do we know that the, the Rabbi Yishmael and Rabbi Akiva's whole machlokas was about whether you assess idis based on the nizik and the mazik? Remember, we had said when we initially quoted this machlokas, Rabbi Yishmael was very clear in his position. Position. Rabbi Ishmael had said that it's made of Sadeh Nizik, made of Karam Shalnizik. Nizik. Rabbi Akiva never even used the word Mazik in expressing his opinion. Rabbi Akiva just said that Lobach, Hasvel, Ligvost, Nizagam, and Yiddish, that he always paid from the Idis, and Kavachomer L'Hadish. Never said anything about the Mazik sheminan. How do we know they're even arguing about that? Dilma, de kule Alma Bidim Nizik sheminan. Maybe everyone agrees that you pay based on the idis of the nizik and vahacha bepluk to the rabbi shemim and nasiv maybe the entire machlokas rabbi shmuel rabbi akiva is simply about what happens when you damage Hagdish. that rabbi akiva savak rabbi shemim and nasia rabbi akiva holds like rabbi shemim and nasia who's someone who damages Hagdish to to pay and rabbi shmuel savak rabbanu rabbi shmuel holds like the rabbanon shorayehu velosh shor shal hegdish that you're not chayiv to pay when you damage Hagdish. so the gemara rejects the gemara says no no, no we can't say that that. That's the whole Machlokas for three reasons. There are three reasons that we cannot possibly understand that the entire Machlokas of Mishol and Rabbi Kiva is only about whether you're chayiv to pay when you damage Hagdish. There has to be more to the Machlokas and they have to be arguing about whether bidinizik nizik shayminan or bid mazik shayminan. Whether we assess the idis based on the nizik or the mazik. Why? What are the three reasons? First of all, im my may lo When Rabbi Kiva says it implies that the Torah is not telling you what Rabbi Yishmael thinks it's telling you, rather it's telling you something else. But if they're uh, if if they're are only arguing about a case of mazik hegdish, so uh, it turns out that in the words meitav sadehu they're in agreement. There sh- the loba ba is out of place. They agree what meitav sadehu means. If everyone agrees, it means bedinizik. So meitav sadehu always means bedinizik. It's just a matter of who you pay to. Do you pay hegdish or do you not pay hegdish if you uh, if you damage if you damage hegdish? But that's that, that wouldn't the phrase loba ba would be would would be out of place in that uh, in that context, Va'od and the second reason why this can't be the entire machlokas. Mike hal vachomer lahegdish. What does Rabbi Kiva mean when he says <laughs> The implication is that he's coming to be machmir on hegdish. But if Rabbi Kiva agrees to Rabbi Ishmael that we do the assessment based on the nizik, so it turns out that he's mekel on the mazik, meaning that uh, the, the the Rabbi Ishmael's shita was a big kula because if you have an ox that damaged somebody else so according to, uh, to, to if you were to say you'd have to pay from your very best but what if you damage somebody who doesn't have something that's worth too much money? His very best is not so, such a big deal for you. His very best is only equal to your ziburis. So the Rabbi Yishmael would say, "Yeah, That's good enough." So how can you say you're learning kalvachomer lahegdish kalvachomer takes a din that uh, that, that, uh, that 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 would be more mekel for uh, for hegdish? Meaning uh, the, the, to be, how can you learn kalvachomer and hegdish to be more mekel on hegdish that you should pay the fee, it is Shal Nezik Rabbi, Machmir on the Hagdish. Even a short time that damages Hagdish pays Nezik Shalim Lidaitos. So it doesn't make sense to Darshan the Kalvachomer, the Odin, a third reason why we reject this understanding. Ha'amar Ravashi, Ravashi Satanya Behedya. It says, Beferish in the Brisa. Mate Sedeu, Meitav Karmo Yishalem. So remember, the way we had initially presented Rabbi Akiva, his language was, was very vague. He never said, Be Shaminan. But here, look, we have a Brisa. O Rabbi Ishmael. Rabbi says the whole assessment is done based on the Nizik. And Rebbe of Mazik, of shell Mazik. And Kiva says it's all based on the Mazik. So you see that they uh, that they they argue even when you're not talking about damaging Hagdish, you're just talking about regular damages that to a regular person, how we do the assessment. Is it based on the Nizik or is it based on the Mazik? So for those three reasons we see very clearly, and especially that last reason is, uh, you know, is a checkmate. You know, that's, that's pretty clear that it's, uh, that, that it's got to be that they're arguing about in general, whether we do the assessment based on the nizik or uh, based on the, uh, the, the mazik. Um, L'cha'orah, the Rishonim raised the point. It's very difficult to say that Rabbi Kiva Holzek ben Menashe. The Gemara initially wanted to say that Rabbi Kiva Holzek ben Menashe that when you damage hegdish, that you, uh, that you do have to pay. L'cha'orah, the Rishonim raised, raised the point. Um, that it's difficult to say that Rabbi Kiva holds like Rab Shibman Nasi that a shar gore is a shar shalagdish bain tam bain muad. Uh, Rabbi Shim Benassi always you pay nezek shalim because later on in Daflam, Am, Beis, the the Gemara is going to explain where Rabbi Shim Benassi gets that from. It's because everything is included in nezek shalim until the Torah goes out of its way by shor, by shor time and says re'ehu to teach us dafka shor shel Hedyot tam pays chazi nezek and muad pays nezek shalim. But a shor shel hegdish, Pain tam bein muad is always going to pay nezek shalim. So the tashlume nezek on a shore of Hegdish is included in other Nezikin um, outside of the din of Tamus and, and, and Muadus. So you don't need a Kalvachomer that Hegdish is Meshachal Meaning if you really hold like Roshim you, you wouldn't need a Kalvachomer L'Hegdish to tell you that you're Meshachal It's automatic, meaning everything is pays, pays nezik Shalim until the Torah tells you otherwise in a specific place. So the Rashba raises that question and the Rashba suggests that since tashlume metiv, the Torah says ubir bistei akher, so it sounds like the tashlumen is only in a case where you damage someone else's field. Um, with the, so, the, 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 so, so according to that, the din of Tashlum metiv is only by a hediot that's mazik a hediot. So that's where Kiva comes in. Darshan a v'chomer that even hegdish is included in tashlume metiv, meaning there was, it would have been a competing drasha from the phrase ubir bistei acher, and that's why it tells us no, no competing drasha. That uh, based on the Kalva Khamar hagdish we would say that you pay that you pay uh, that, that, that you pay me that you, uh, you pay me-tav, uh, even when you when you damage Hagdish. Okay, Vitur in the Gemara now. Says the Gemara. Um, we're gonna uh, continuing the discussion of meitav. except now the Gemara raises the following contradiction. Romile Abai asks the following stira to on the one hand, we have the drush we've been working with the whole time, that the Torah says you pay Meita F Sadeu, you only pay the very best. Vatanya, but the Braissa, but we have a we have a Braissa that darshins that uh, from the Pasik Pasak says Balbar Y Kesef and says Yashiv L We darsin Yashiv, the actual word Yashiv to teach me Larabos Shava Kesaf Vafilusubin, that you're even allowed to pay with anything that's worth money, even if it's like the solace from the wheat, even if it's like the cheap stuff, you're allowed to pay with anything, even the, the, the most uh, uh, lowly, cheapest item you're allowed to pay with. So which is it? Do you have to pay from your very best or can you pay even from the cheapest? So the Gemara is going to have four approaches to answering this question. First, the Gemara says, low it's not a stira at all, kan mi daito kan balkarcho. When the Bryce says, Yashiv that you could pay anything, that's where we're talking where the mazik decides to pay on his own. No one ever had to sue him. They didn't have to bring him to court. He just came and he paid. Whereas when the Torah says, metav, that's when you trouble the nizik to have to shlep you to court, shlep you to beizdin, and try to get the money out of you. Well, the, because he had to go through all that trouble, the din is now going to be that, that you're going to have to pay from the uh, from the meitav. So, Amar Ula Bredarav Ila'i Deikonami, it's from the Lashon of the Pasuk. It sounds like Tashlumi is when they're forcing you to pay. Because the Pasuk says, Yishalem, Balkarcho. Yishalem implies that you're paying Balkarcho, you're paying against your will. So the Gemara says, really, does Yishalem sound like you're paying against your will? Amle Abaye, Miksiv, Yishulam, that would imply that someone else is forcing you to pay. Yishulam, that it's in a passive force, that you're not going out and doing it but someone is making you do it but it doesn't say that it says yeshaleim and that implies that you're doing it on your own that you're volunteering it on your own so that's why Abayah says I don't like the first answer to this uh, to this stira if you look at Tosos yeshaleim mashma v'im de Tos points out that the Gemara over there assumes that yeshaleim means balkarcho that you are being forced the Gemara says it says yeshale I mean you're saying that it's a midas chasidus yeshale implies that this is something that's being forced upon you something that you're obligated to do something it's not just a midas chasidus that you're choosing to do so how come over there the Gemara was perfectly happy saying that the word yeshale means that it's something that you're being forced to do and over here the Gemara is not so uh, is, is, is not is, is not so thrilled with that the Gemara says nah yeshulam would mean that you're forced to do if doesn't mean force, all the Gemara over there is saying is that you're actually obligated to pay. We're not talking about how they're getting the money from you, just that it's an actual obligation. And yes, Yeshaleim implies that it's an actual obligation, not just a Midas chasidus. There's no doubt over here when it comes to Nezik and it's an actual obligation to pay. It's just a question of what you're paying with. So when they're forcing you, you would have to pay from, uh, from the Metav. For old Amr Abiyatam, what the Gemara is saying over there is meaning what the Gemara is really saying over there is not based on the word yeshaleim. What the Gemara Khulan is questioning is not whether the word yeshaleim implies that you have to do or you don't have to do. What the Gemara is really saying over there is, look, there's a machlokas about the issue over there. You wouldn't have a machlokas about amidas chasidus if it was amidas chasidus. Everyone would agree Okay, good, you wanna do it. Kazunta you wanna go ahead and do me chasidus. And therefore you can't prove anything about the meaning of the word from the Gemara Massachus. But be that as it may, the Gemara had tried one answer so far to answer this stira do you pay from the metav, or is it yeshaleim Aphilusubin that you can pay even the uh, the lowest? So the one answer we had was, it depends if the, you made the guy shlep you to court, the Gemara doesn't like that answer so much, Abaye didn't like that answer so much. El Omer Abayis Abai suggests a second possibility. There is... Um, Another way to, uh, the, the, to, to answer Kidamar based on how Rabbah answered the following b'risa. Ditanya, we learned in the b'risa, that when it comes to, uh, to, to who is entitled to collect matnos in order to collect matnos in order to take all the things that the Torah says, an ani is entitled to, the various forms of, uh, you know, of tzedakah or welfare or whatever we give to people who don't have Masayim Zuz, who are very poor, so we have to assess who is called to not have Masayim Zuz? What if a person owns property that's worth Masayim Zuz, but it's very difficult to liquidate that property? So how do we assess who's who? So the Tanya, the Bryce says as follows, Batim Sados Ukramim, a guy has houses, fields, vineyards, they're worth Masayim Zuz. Ve'enu Mokran, problem is, he can't sell them for what they're actually worth. For whatever reason, the market is such, as we'll see soon, what the reason might be, he's unable to sell them for what they're actually worth, so halacha is machilim also ma'aserani ad mechza. We're allowed to give him. Ma'iserani only up until a hundred zuz, because we assume that if he has fields that are worth two hundred zuz, he may not be able to sell them for two hundred, but he should be able to sell them for one hundred. That the field's never going to be worth less; he's never going to be able to; to, to he's never going to get less than fifty percent of their value. So we're allowed to give him the other hundred zuz of Ma'iserani. The Havi Bamar and Rabbah question this whole din. Hey Khidami, what exactly is the case where the guy owns fields that are worth two hundred, but he can't. Get two hundred for them, and therefore we pay him a half of a of of, 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 of a mat no if the case is just that real estate market is really low and that uh, everything is very cheap right now in the whole in the whole area, the the it's just a very depressed market. Then Well, then we should give him even more than uh, than than because he's an ani. Meaning, what defines whether he has two hundred zuz? Whatever the market value is, if his uh, if, if everything he owns is worth less than two hundred zuz, so he doesn't have two hundred zuz. Does zol because everyone's fields are, are 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 down in value de must be that we're talking about everyone else's fields are doing just fine and they're able to fetch a lot of money but everyone is also familiar with this person's uh, very difficult financial situation and because of that he's not able to get the actual value of his field nothing to do with, uh, with, with what the real estate market is it's what his real estate market is because everyone realizes that he's desperate for money so no one wants to pay him full value for the field, so then Frankly, then we shouldn't even give him a little bit of Mysore of, of money because uh, his fields are worth more than 200 zos, so he's an Ashir. So Rabbah had commented, What's the case? It must be that his fields are such that during the days around Chodesh Nisan, his field is worth a lot more money because whoever buys it can plow the, the land. Uh, during the summertime and, and planted in Tishrei and everything's going to be great. He's set up for a good season for a crop from, from that field. Ubiyomi Tishrei, Zol Arasa. When it comes to Tishrei, the field goes down in value because you're not able to get anything out of it this year. You hadn't plowed it, so you're not going to be able to plant it this year. You're going to have to wait a whole other year until you could do anything with it. So the Alman Natriyad For that reason, since fields tend to fetch a lot more money during Nisan, most people will wait until Nisan before they uh, sell their fields. But Vahai, Hol Vitschich but Nebuch, this guy, he needs the money, he, and he needs it now, Zabin Kadahashda, has to sell it at its depressed value during the Yom Etishrei. So since during Nisan, this, this field would be worth 200 Zuz, he's not considered an Ani to be able to take uh, however much Maeser Ani he needs. See, when, when Ani takes Maeser Ani, he doesn't only take 200 Zuz, if he needs a thousand zuz, he takes a thousand zuz. Even if he has one hundred and ninety-nine zuz to his name, as a, the definition of ani is anyone who has less than two hundred zuz. Once he's an Ani, he can take as much Maishar as he needs. So they can give him uh, thousands of Maishar So I, I would think that this person is not an Ani at all. Um, the, uh, the, 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 uh, the, the, meaning uh, since during, during Nissan, his Karka would be worth 200 Zos, so he's not an Ani. Um, he's also not an Ashir, because right now his Karka is not worth 200 Zos. So that's why we come up with this compromise that we, we just, we're him to 200 zuz. We say, okay, your karka should have been worth 200 zuz. It's not going to be worth less than 100 if you try to sell it right now. So we'll fill in the other 100 it's uh, up until half of their value. It's normal for the, for the value of the karaka to become depressed up until half of its value. During the Yom Etishrei, but more than that, it's not going to go down in value. So just like Rabbah explained that price, remember, we're using all of this to try to explain the stira we had in psukim. We had a stira in psukim. Do you pay when you damage somebody mimetav, or do you pay a filusubin? So now that we have the explanation of that brisa, when it comes to Miserani, just like Rabbi explained the baysa, um when it comes to Maserani, Abayi is going to explain the stira in Psukim very similarly. That we're talking about where he damaged in Tishrei a mana worth of damage, and he comes to collect from the, uh, that mana from the Karkaos of the mazik. So, Bi bi'idis. The Allah is that the nizik collects from the idis. That's what we learn from the pasuk metav sadehu. However, from the pasuk yashuv we learn, the amalei ihu. if the nizik were to say to the mazik, instead of giving me your idis, havli beinis tfei Give me a little bit extra, but from your Bainanis. Meaning, I don't need your idus, You can give me Bainanis. A little bit extra to compensate for the fact that I'm taking Bainanis. Samuel, the Mazak, could say to him, Look, Ishakalt Shkol If you want to take the idus like you uh, rightfully should get, then you could take the Karka based on what it's worth right now, and not based on the higher value that it would be worth in Nisan. Right now, it's Tishrei, so you're going to have to take the, va- the, the Karka. Based on uh, what it's worth now, the low. But if you don't want to take that which you deserve, you want to take the bainus shakil kyukra de la kamei. Then you are going to have to take the karka Bayness based on the higher value, the higher price that it's going to be worth in in, in, in Nisan, Which means you are going to get a lot less land. So that's what we learned from Yashiv the Subin that it can't be that it's coming to tell me that you could uh, that the nizik can demand the bainus because that's possible that if he, if, uh, if 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 he has the power to collect it is. So kolshkein, has the power to collect Bainanis against the mazik's uh, against, against the mazik's will, but uh, it's coming to tell me that even that that if he does come to collect the Bainanis, and uh, or subin for that matter or anything else that's not worth the Idis, he he will ha- he can be forced to collect based on the assessment of the field and what it would be worth in Nissan, which means. He's going to get a much smaller field, it's, which is ironic. If he would, if he would have collected idis, he'd get a nice big field based on today's assessment, Tishrei's assessment. But if he's going to collect the benis, he's going to insist that he wants benis. Good, you can collect benis for the full value, but it's going to be based on Nissan's assessment. It's going to be less money. So Gamara says, how does that make any sense? Had he gotten the idis, he would have gotten a bigger field, and now that he's agreeing to take a lower level field, now he's going to get less. Cain, if, it, if that's true that the Nizik is not able to collect from the Beninist based on today's prices, harata kochan nizakin it doesn't make any sense. You made it more difficult for him when it comes to collecting Bainus and Ziburus, he's going to get less money than when if he collects Idus. And that's not Mestavah at all. Derachman Metiv, At Amrit, Namilo. Torah says he's entitled to Idus, and he's entitled to Iddis at the good prices, if right now it's Tishrei. So he's entitled to Idus at Tishrei prices. And now when he, when he collects Benus and Ziburus, he's going to get it only at Nissan prices? That doesn't make any sense. So since uh, we reject Abayi, the Gemara tries to learn a, a different uh, halacha, from what Rabbah said in the Bresa. It's going to take us... Uh, it's, it's, this is not a third approach yet in terms of answering the S'tira. We're on a little bit of a tangent. We're going to try to learn a different halacha from this Bresa about about uh, the Maiserani. If you want to compare... The, the din of Raba, uh, of Raba's explanation of the price of anything, you should compare it to the din of Balchov, who comes to collect his Chov uh, uh, during Tishrei. Balchov Balchov normally the Allah he collects The have porta, but if he insists, you know what, give me ziburis and just give me a little extra, Amrleh, the lova can say to him, if you want to take the bebeninis that you're entitled to take, then take what the, 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 uh, the, 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 the what it's worth right now and not based on the nissan prices but below but if you don't want to take what you're entitled to take instead you want to take ziburis then you're going to have to take based on the nissan prices not based on the tishrei prices you're going to get less if that's what you're going to do, that, uh, that he, the Malva is going to lose out, then it's going to be very difficult for people to borrow money. No one's ever going to want to lend money. If the money that I lent you, if I still had that money, I'd be able to buy land with that money at today's prices. But now that, you, that I gave you the money and I lent you the money, I'm going to have to get the land at nissan's prices no thanks why would i ever want to lend money if it's gonna if it's gonna raise the prices on any land that i ever want to buy now, if you want to compare the din of the braise to anything, compare it to ksubasisha. ksubasisha really only collects ziburis. If the woman says, you know what? Instead of giving me uh, ziburis, have Bain in this butzir porta. Give me Bain in just a little bit less. If you want to take what you're entitled to, then take at uh, today's value. And if you don't want to take what you're entitled to, you want to get baininess, then you're going to have to take based on the prices. Of Nissan, but bottom line, so those are the three possibilities of what we learned from that, Rabba's explanation of the Brisa of Ma'aserani. But bottom line is that wasn't our topic. Our topic was that we had a stira. Do you pay me metav, or do you pay from uh, from Subin? Mikol Malkom Kasha. The points out. So that's takas stira. What do we do with that stira? So says the third possibility. Amarava Call the uh from called from, the uh, whatever you give him, you have to give him the best of what you 're giving him uh, the, the, so, so if you want to give Subin, give the best Subin you want to give garbage, give the best garbage, but you can get whatever but that 's all metav means. That doesn't like that. It, says, it doesn't sound like that. Vameitav sadeyuk It says meitav sadey. The best of your fields doesn't sound like meitav in whatever you happen to get. Ella fourth and final possibility. Rav mi bey Rav that Rav Papan Rav Hundi Rav explained when they came to the base medrash. They explained the answer to the stira is kol meili any metaltalin tolin is automatically considered to be meitav. Why is it automatically considered metav? Because if you're unable to sell the metaltolin over here, you could just bring it somewhere else. Somewhere there's a demand for this product. But when it comes to real estate, when it comes to karka, so that's where you're going to have to give the metav so that people will want to uh, buy it in the place where, where it is, where it should be easy for the guy to sell. I mean, you're trying to pay back some of your damage, so that guy should be able to turn it into cash as easily as possible. That's why the Torah only said metav. By Metav Sadehu, when it comes to a field, because only there is there a chilik between idus and ziburis. By Metaltlin, all of it automatically has a din of Idis. and that's the uh, that's the shita that, that ultimately uh, that ultimately we like Okay, Baruch we'll pick up with by Mina Baraba tomorrow.